everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight, Twilight Guys, guess what? 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 It's our 100th episode. Oh oh! I can't believe it. I think we really brought it on the uh, intro there, now that we're 100 episodes deep. Yeah, I think that this marks the point where we officially do know how to make a podcast. All right, we should probably stop saying, saying that we don't know how. <laughs> like, we also, produced 100 episodes. We've produced more than 100 episodes because of our, like, absolutely bananas decision on the numbering of episodes near the beginning <laughs> there. Um, but not by very many. Just, like, a couple spares. Right, I feel like we yeah. technically had 100 episodes before, but... This is, like this, our, is, this is it, though. This is the number 100 yeah. episode. This, like, spiritually, this one has, like, a beautific glow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's special. It's not like the other episodes. Yeah. I mean, like, content-wise, it's going to be exactly the same, though, right? Yeah, content-wise, it is <laughs> yeah. indeed. So here's the thing, <laughs> listeners. Um, in the group chat, we brainstormed. We threw out ideas for you know, podcaster-type special things that we could do for our 100th episode. And here we are delivering zero. I mean, Olivia gave us two great ideas that were her sisters. And yeah, they Maya were had great ideas. An idea, I don't know how much of a, I don't know, real conversation it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel um, like it was more that Olivia put in these great ideas, and I said, I have been really busy, I can't even <laughs> think about this yet, but I will ruminate starting tomorrow. Tomorrow came and went. The day after that came and went. The day after that, it's and now been we're here. Busy. I've been really so busy. busy. Yeah. Literally nonstop. I've been traveling too much. I have a guest in my home. Uh, I have a lot of time on my hands. I'm not busy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing going on. Have you read anything good? I've been reading a lot. I started reading more graphic novels. <gasps> I just started Witch Blood today. Um, I go to the library a lot now <gasps> in my free time. I love the library so much. I love um, rediscovering the library. It's great. just like, hey, there's my problem free is books that here. I can't return books on time, and then well, I get now it doesn't fines. matter. Do you do ebooks? There are no fines anymore. There's no fines anymore. But also, do you do ebooks because they just go back by themselves? Yeah, that's what Breaking Dawn keeps doing every couple Returning weeks. Returning itself. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get back onto it. Gotta get in the ebook library game, or just the free library book game. Well, so with all your free time, you could come to Astoria occasionally. I could, but it sounds like you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not normally this busy. This is, you know. Not regular. Let's talk about Twilight. Let's talk about Twilight. Let's start with listener letters. Yeah, we have a lot of really good ones. Listeners, thank you for writing in. And we definitely have a backlog. But instead of getting through that backlog, we are going to read one. Uh, <laughs> because it is... It's topical. Robust. Yeah, and it's so top. It's so relevant to this chapter and this moment. Cracks Knuckles. My time has come. This was written in by... Oh. <gasps> that was good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, listeners, I hope that the mic picked that up. I feel sure it did. It's from friend of the pod, Olivia. The other Olivia. The other Olivia. Hello, Twilight connoisseurs. <clears throat> it's my time to shine. As we discussed during my guest episode, I worked at Planned Parenthood. Since then, I've moved to another nonprofit, but I'm still working in reproductive justice. Thank you for your work. Oh, yeah. I think about abortion pretty much all the fucking time, so I've been eager to share my feelings on the conversations about Bella's pregnancy. Oof. Um, and then Olivia would like to break down some of the anti-abortion narratives uh, that we have seen in Breaking Dawn and how they relate to the current abortion politics. You can really see her passion, knowledge, and like verve shining through this email. It's like, wow. You are, like, really, truly doing something uh, that lights up your soul by spreading this knowledge, and I love that. Okay. As y'all pointed out, all of the conversations about what should happen to Bella's body are discussed without her there, primarily by men, and dismiss her opinions. 
Just like in U.S. politics. <laughs> Bella being so far along when they're having this discussion is reminiscent of anti-abortion groups implying that pregnant people are, are waiting until their full term, mm. deciding they no longer want a child, and aborting a healthy baby. That's mm. not a thing that happens. Right. Only 1% of abortions are performed after 21 weeks in the U.S., and it's primarily either because the patient faced roadblocks to getting a, an abortion early in pregnancy, such as legal restrictions, cost, or because they learn new medical information about themselves or the baby. The Breaking Dawn scenario is very much, this is the future liberals want vibes. We have to ban abortion or else your vampire doctor will forcibly abort your full-term baby without any consequences. We're dealing with this narrative a lot, especially in my state of Northern, Northern Carolina. Is Northern state. Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina, where we unfortunately just had a 20-week ban go into effect without an exception for potential health risks. Our Speaker of the House was recently quoted as saying, You got some folks who think abortion ought to be legal up until five minutes before a baby's born. So, like, while this is a fantasy setting, the vibes are off. Um, I would like to thank you for that bullet point specifically, because mm -hmm. I feel like in the previous episode when I was talking about how far along Bella is, that it was difficult for me to articulate why that felt relevant, but you mm. did it so beautifully. So yeah. thank you for saying what I tried and failed to say. Uh, Rosalie only caring about Bella as a carrier for the baby, not for her own value as a person. This comes up more towards the actual birth. Need I say more? Mm. Also, Rosalie being committed to saving the baby because she's jealous and wants her own baby slash wants to be able to help raise Renesmee yeah. really reminds me of the line in the leaked draft SCOTUS opinion where Alito referenced the domestic supply of infants, literally oh. just like a shiver down my spine, who are available for adoption and all the creepy Christian couples posting themselves with signs that say like, don't abort your baby, we'll adopt it. Big yikes. Mm. And finally... There's a strong cultural narrative that women should be ready to sacrifice their own health and safety for the sake of a baby, and that right. this is not only morally right, but an inherent part of motherhood slash the maternal instinct. So Bella's firm decision to prioritize the baby at all costs definitely leans into that. Into that. This narrative yeah. shames people who would get an abortion because pregnancy poses a risk to their health, even though that's a completely normal and valid reason to terminate a pregnancy. Uh, thank you so much. For writing in other Olivia, alternate Olivia. So succinct. I feel yeah. like these are things that, like Maya, you said, like we're 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 trying to <laughs> express and articulate, but I don't have all the words. So I'm also very glad she wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And we get into we really get into this this chapter, <laughs> and it's really impossible to read this and engage with it critically without thinking about the politics of it so to have kind of that primer uh and that mm -hmm. language gifted to us so beautifully is very appreciated yeah go back and listen to our guest episode with olivia yeah. i don't remember what it's called or what number it is but <laughs> go find it if you didn't listen to it it's funny it's Good really episode. funny yeah we had a lot All of fun right. with that one let's get into it it's not me it, that it must be my turn yeah because right. i did the time before last time all right folks buckle up not i mean it's mostly talking um chapter 10 why didn't i just walk away oh right because i'm an idiot if you'll remember we open having edward just suggested to jacob that he suggests to bella that she have his child instead uh jacob's like okay listen I'm like not thinking about it but i'm also not not thinking about it but like that's whack and like that's definitely not gonna happen but like i'm like probably not gonna bring it up to her like probably i don't know so they walk back into the house and edward is like robot trying to suppress his emotions like jacob is going to speak to bella now um and everybody's mad about it and rose tries to stay but they kick them all out so bella and jacob chat he's um upset uh he is like trying to talk her out of sacrificing her own life for the baby and she's like oh he like told you to say that didn't you didn't he and jacob's like well i mean i also don't want you to die <laughs> so that would be cool if you could like try to not die uh he tries a few tactics including the fact that like edward will probably try to unalive himself if she is dead um 
we get some like sketchy outlines of Bella's plan here that like sometimes she's like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be fine. There's like, there's definitely a chance. There's like a non-zero chance that I might not be 100% dead. And then other times she's like, everything's going to be fine. It's going to work out. I can just like, I can see it all now. We're all going to be happy. You're going to imprint on somebody and the vibes are going to be great. And he's like, I don't want to imprint on a stranger. And it's like weird psychic Bella kind of moment of her being like, everything's going to work out. It's all going to be fine. There is like a weird like mysticism vibe. There is. She's zened out. Her 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 stomach is like bruised from the inside out. She's convinced she's having a boy. The ultrasound didn't work because it's a vampire baby. Um, she looks like she's dying, and she is like complete inner peace. She is not going to murder the baby. The baby is all that matters. Everything's gonna work out fine. She's genuinely like in my new motherhood state. I'm connected <laughs> to the universe. <laughs> okay, there's two important things. There's two important things here. Um, A, Jacob does make the suggestion. He's, like, (laughs) totally not going to do it. And then he's like, okay, but, like, what if you just tried again? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, just, like, try it, but different. And she's like, I'm not getting in vitro fertilization. That's obviously an abomination to humankind. And I'm not going to have a weird stranger baby. I'm going to have Edward's baby. And he's like, well, it doesn't, like, have to be a stranger. And then she (laughs) finally puts it together. Guess what? Guess fucking what? She is not mad about it. Listen, she she doesn't say yes. She's like, it's funny. Yeah. She doesn't say no. I mean, she mostly dismisses it, but also, like, I might expect her to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would you make such a weird, like you know, in Stephanie world, like, that's gross. Why would you say that to me? She doesn't play it that way. She's like, wow, Edward really is pretty desperate. You also (laughs) are quite desperate. It's embarrassing for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So that's weirdly how that plays out. B, other very important thing that happens. We find out that actually Bella's plan here is that, well, she's like convinced that she can quote-unquote tough this out which is not how health or pregnancy or medical issues work eh? um but also her backup plan is emergency vampirification (laughs) um which i was like okay well that is that is on the menu so as long as her heart is still beating she is convinced that like if she can survive long enough that the baby's gonna survive and her heart keeps beating, no matter what happens to her, she will just be turned into a vampire and everything will work out. Which is an option that is not available to most humans with medically complicated pregnancies. So, you know, we have like an extra fantasy curveball in here. Okay, so that conversation happens. Um, Jacob leaves. He's very upset. He phases into wolf form and immediately the wolf pack is like, oh, fuck. That's, That's bad. Um, scary, confusing, rapidly growing vampire baby thing that we don't know anything about. Sounds dangerous. Do they know that? No. They are, they just assume. Sam immediately makes a 180. He's like, okay, never mind what I said this afternoon. We gotta go murder this thing. Like, this is a threat to everybody. We have to get rid of it. And Jake is like, but they didn't even break the treaty. Like, this has nothing to do with the treaty. And Sam is like, this is bigger than the treaty. We have to save the humans. We're gonna go kill them. And then he, like, makes the plan, and he alphas, and Seth and Jacob are like, no, that's bad. And Sam is like, this is what we're doing. Let's go. Murder. Die. Fight. <laughs> the end. Great recap. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give you a 7.5... No, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to give you an 8.23. A big um, difference. Because, and this would have been difficult for you to recognize was important. Um, but I got a little interested and I read the next chapter. So <laughs> I have 
You bonus can't. Info. You can't deduct points for me not reading ahead. That wasn't in the syllabus. That is a good point. The homework was reading chapter ten, and I completed the homework. Well, the important I, thing. I would like to appeal for an extra point. You know what? No, denied. For our 100th episode, <laughs> I will give you 100 extra <laughs> points. Wow, the dude, highest that's score, the highest score ever. Um, the important thing was that as all of this is going on, Jacob is developing, like, a newfound much stronger sense of guilt over potentially killing Carlisle. Um, oh, yes, that's true. And that becomes relevant. Weirdly, out of all of the Cullens, the one that he's decided deserves <laughs> mercy is Carlisle. He's yeah. just the the one who's who's the most good. Yeah, I, he's I just also so good. thought it was uh, important that Jacob actually ends up deciding that he does want Bella around in some form. Yes, also true. Uh, even if she is a filthy bloodsucker. So that felt revolutionary at the time. Yeah, Yeah, and I was really mad at that part because I was like... To be alive. (laughs) The way it's written is like, I have felt this way ever since I first thought Bella was sick. And it's like, really? Because we were inside your head for the last (laughs) few chapters and that is not true. That's not something that came out. That is not true. Fucking thought she was a vampire, yeah. and you were just casually Ready not thinking about her. the fact that Ready someone was going to murder her. Yeah, but you understood it was, that it was implied. It would have been a great time to think about it then. <laughs> I would like to read the chapter title. Why didn't I just walk away? Oh, right, because I'm an idiot. Um, first sentence. I felt like, like I don't know what. Like an idiot. It's right there. <laughs> it is right above this. You're also, idiot. what does he mean by just walk away? From, maybe from... That's I think from Edward's... I mean, he does walk maybe away. Maybe from Edward's weird suggestion. I guess, yeah. but like... But also, it fucking goes fine. Yeah. It goes over fine. Yeah. She's I like, I think oh, it's a dumb title. That's a wild idea. No thanks. I think from Jacob's perspective, the way that this goes wrong is that his, like, love for Bella feels renewed, and he's like, Mm -hmm. every second I spend with her is going to make it more painful when she eventually dies. And, like, I need to stop doing this. Like, I need to get away from her. I need to just leave her alone. But I'm already in too deep, and now I'm just making it worse. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and now it does seem like she might, like, actually die. Not, like, turn into a vampire and not be dead. Like, actually die. Any moment. At any moment. Yeah, she seems to be, like, full term here. Yeah. I don't know. Not that I know anything about terms in pregnancy, but I legit thought that she was going to start giving birth when she, like, kneeled, like, keeled over from the baby kicking. I was like, oh, I guess it's time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, does your water even break if it's a vampire baby? Well, we learn in this chapter that she has a very thick amniotic sac skin, which the ultrasound cannot look through. So, no. (laughs) I saw a TikTok. I mean, she has to get out. The water has to break because she has to get out of there, so... Well, does but Maya she does get a though. weird little teeth. The, the 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 way that she gets out is from uh, Edward eating her out. Ooh, unfortunate phrasing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so like we don't actually know if this baby can be born in the traditional sense. She probably can be. She's got teeth in there, I bet. That's the traditional sense. <laughs> the baby using its teeth. <laughs> baby eating itself out. Ew. I saw <laughs> I saw a TikTok of a baby that was like born in like the sack. <gasps> oh, I've seen like, that. Like its sack never broke? Yeah. Yeah, and they it's just like a little them. egg? Yeah, and they just like held the whole thing like there it is. It's it was there. wild. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Well, I think it's I it's the it, the sack is very easy to break, hence why it just doesn't come out whole. But, like, in Bella's case... Maybe she would come out like an egg. 
Maybe they have to crack her out. That's my theory. Is just the whole thing would like come the, out. Yeah. Well, she's wow. technically then like open it up. She's cold blooded. She's cold blooded <laughs> like like a she's lizard. Cold blooded. So maybe she would lay an egg. I don't remember the biology at the end of this book of like what her venom blood situation is. Oh right. I mean, I'm just assuming they're they're she's acting like she's vampire. totally vampire. They are. She has a like beating that. heart. Does she? I'm pretty sure. They haven't mentioned that. Not yet. Well, maybe they can't they, hear it yet. They well, truly yeah, they can't are tell. acting like she is fully right. Vampire. She's acting like like obviously she's growing really. All they know about her so far is that she's growing really fast and seems to need like more nutrients than a human baby. That's all they know about her. Right. And so they're just assuming it's like 100% vampire. In fact, probably like 200% vampire. It's going to be a demon vampire. Yeah, they're like, it's going to be an so much worse. An extra spicy yeah. vampire. Because it's not going to care about the treaty. It's not going to have morals. It's just going to be it's this, baby. like, little but, like, baby. Also conveniently forgetting that it is changing constantly. And, like, also, yeah, I'm like, it sounds like it, sounds it like could a... probably learn quick. Also that there's eight human vampires around to just, like, hold it. Yeah. Like, what, it's going like to be stronger than eight human vampires? It's still a baby. Still you know baby. what, though? Toddlers are very wriggly. That's true. They, I feel like they can, like, make all their <laughs> joints come out. They can twist <laughs> out anything. It's true. I just feel like we have eight adult vampires in this situation. They could probably figure something out. They should be able to take care of one Renesmee and keep yeah. her from murdering people. Also, like, maybe you could just, like, fuck around and find out before you murder it. Uh, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we're... <laughs> yeah, we are. We are, we are. Okay. So, Jacob goes inside, and Edward is like, all right, we're all getting out of here so Jacob and Bella can talk privately. And Rosalie is like, no! <laughs> like, uh, and Bella's like, it's okay. Like, I'm not scared of Jake. And Edward's like, yeah. We are the one, Carlisle and I are the one she's afraid of. And Bella's like, what? No, I'm not. Even though she is. I mean, to be fair, Edward and Carlisle said that they were going to drug her. Drug her and and forcibly give her an abortion. So understood that she's a little scared of them. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, you guys are scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, like, Edward killed a bunch of people in his past and, like, has the potential to kill again. I'm like... I accept it. He's yeah. like a mass murderer, and it's like he wants to drug and force an abortion, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, like unforgivable. I think it is worse it is because worse. I mean, him I murdering humans to feed himself is like morally right? that's like more like in his considered in his nature. Yes, you know, as a vampire. you know, do I feel good about it? No, no. But like on a moral level, he's a predator hunting. Like I don't. Do I like watching a lion kill a gazelle? No. Do I think that's just the way of the world and the Mm -hmm. lion is not morally evil? Yes. Yeah, but Edward is not a lion. He has, like, human morality still, even though he is a vampire. I'm not saying it's 100% morally fine. I'm just saying on a scale, it's more morally okay than drugging your wife to abort the baby. I gotta say that I disagree. Like, they're both very bad. They're both very bad. But, like, I think killing upwards of 100 people is morally worse then you're right in aggregate it is a i mean lot of I, yeah i guess if we're doing totality but like if we're like oh he has the potential to kill a person again like yeah okay versus <laughs> he has the potential and wants to and drug his wife desire and abort their baby when she has said that's not what she wants. Yeah, that second thing definitely creates a stronger emotional reaction. <laughs> which is what I'm saying I think is interesting. That, like, I react so much stronger to that when intellectually I feel like all of his murders in aggregate are worse. I, I don't know. It just it just makes sense. It just makes sense. He I doesn't mean, love the people it. that he murders. He loves Bella. That's what makes it worse to me. I don't know, uh, killing strangers is just like, 
Ho hum. Ho hum. <laughs> um, so Bella and Jake are talking, and for a moment, it's like fun. They've got some like fun banter. Jake I like says that he makes fun of her because it is a go-to method of my own to diffuse difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts when he goes, "You're hideous." <laughs> She goes, I know, I'm scary looking. <laughs> thing from the swamp, scary. I agreed. This is the part about their yeah. relationship that I really liked. Yeah. yeah. I know, we haven't gotten in so long. Yeah. It's like, wow, how refreshing. And then we get Zen in peace, at, in, I mean, in she's, touch with the universe, Bella. She's convinced that everything is going to work out. She and is. at least for, you know, the first half of the conversation, she has no evidence p- p- presented for oh. that. Stay like, with me fine. here. It's going to be fine. I feel like I'm, like, bringing out the hot takes in this episode, but I wrote in, I was like, she does have a point. You know, like, I'm kind of, I'm with Bella on this one. About she the goes, imprinting part? No, not about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, kind of, but, like, not really. Uh, so Jacob is really mad because Bella has said that it's going to work out. And she says, I'm not saying things will work out easily, Jake, but how could I live through all that I've lived through and not believe in magic by this point? Yeah. Like, this is good. Honestly, yeah, like, her number has come up one million times, and she has sure. always dodged it, and yeah. we've read this book, so we know she dodges it again. <laughs> she is fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just I agree. it just feels different this time. I don't know because I don't. She's walking towards it so willingly. I mean, maybe she. It is like she finally accepted it. You know, like she's been trying to avoid mortal peril and right. has ended up in it several times. And now it's like and to well, me this that is makes it this. That makes this more likely that she's not going to make it. Right. <laughs> but I think she feels like she's in a more controlled environment here. Like, yeah. she she doesn't have control of the situation, but, like, she feels some agency here. Yeah. To, like, choose this baby. And but. just, like, look, every time it has seemed like I was going to die, I didn't. Right. Like, I just don't do that. <laughs> like, also, you know what? She's 18. Lots of 18-year-olds feel like that. True. <laughs> and honestly, uh, she kind of has a point about the imprinting, too. She Basically, she's like, listen, you might end up imprinting on somebody, and from everything I've heard, that just, like, washes away everything else. Like, you're not going to be sad about me once you've imprinted on somebody and, like, you're going to end up happy. Now, the flaw in her argument is that not everybody imprints. Right, it's supposed to be rare. she has no way of knowing <laughs> that he will, so... Maybe this is her, her magic, though. This is her psychic moment. Right. Well, I think the other flaw in her argument is that Jacob imprinting doesn't erase his, like, love for her. It might erase his romantic love for her, but, like, his... He, okay, if Sam has imprinted on Emily, right? If Sam's cousin died, he would still be really sad. Like, Jacob's care and affection for Bella would still be there, and he would still be, like, devastated to have her die, even if he has imprinted on someone. Like, he's still going to be feeling that pain. But Bella doesn't think she's going to die. Yeah. I think what what we learn in this chapter... Is that she doesn't think she's going to die. She knows there's a chance. And she's a little un inconsistent about how likely she thinks it is right. that she will die. But you get the sense that she doesn't believe that she's going to die. And because we haven't been in her head, we don't we didn't know. Like it was plausible to us before this chapter, I think, that she's like, she's ready to die. And on some level she still is. But I think the her plan A does not involve her dying or sacrificing no. herself yeah. for the baby. It she involves her getting intense. beaten up and, like, almost dying. But she thinks that they will be able to save her by turning her into a vampire as long as her heart is beating. And she thinks she can go through a lot. Which, like, she already has. And she's Same. right. That, and, make, that I thought of at 
when we got that point where she's like, if you just keep my heart beating, I'm like, yo, let's just put you on life support now. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> induced like, coma. Medical induced yeah. coma. That sounds, I don't know. C-section like, as soon as, as possible. Yeah. I have kind of been wondering why the C-section thing isn't on the table. Like, why haven't Bella's, they talked about it? Right. Yeah, Bella's huge. Yeah. Yeah, we're sure this baby's so, gonna like, live outside of the mother at this point. Right. I mean, it's gotta be that they that Bella is like, no, it's too risky. What if the baby probably can't live outside right. of me? Probably. Right. But, but they're not having any the of these conversations. The right, but they're not having any of these conversations well, about I, like how to actually genuinely practically save them both. Yeah. Right. And I Since feel like that, and we also don't get those because these chapters are still in Jacob's point of view. Right. Yes. No one's going to discuss this with him. Right. So another reason why these chapters shouldn't be in Jacob's perspective. Oh, the other what? thing Bella has is the evidence of all of the Cullens having been very near death. Right. So she's like, listen, all these people were close to death and they're all fine. Look at them. I yeah. talk to them every day. Yeah. So they're if like they really can up my butt right now. <laughs> near death, then I can survive near death. And like she is right. I know. Like that's what ends up happening. Right. Um she's not She wrong. she has this moment that I find great um where Jacob's saying like what is the point of all of this <sighs> if if you die? Like doesn't it all seem so futile that like we all fell in love and that we all got hurt to end like this. Like, that's, like, not it's a fucking good life, story. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like... The point uh, is love. Yeah, the point is, like, to take it while you got it. Life is the like, point. Love, love is only, yeah. only has the point if you live forever. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> please. That's literally just you what live, existence love, is like. You learn. Uh, shit happens. Anybody can die at any moment. Bella doesn't need a vampire baby to kill her. She could just drop dead at any time for any reason. Like, shit happens. And everything she does is still worthy of having happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But she says, I don't know yet, Jake, but I just feel that this is all going somewhere good. Hard to see as it is now. I guess you could call it faith. And I wrote, she's got me there. Because I, too feel a very strong connection to the concept of faith um and not even necessarily in a religious sense even though like i happen to be religious but like i think about faith a lot and like the phrase a leap of faith very often and how like everything that we're doing in our lives is just a leap of faith like we're just doing our best we don't know how it's going to work out we're just going off of like how we feel makes the most sense like even if you think you're acting logically really it's just like what do i feel i should i should do and i really can't fault bella for the decisions that she's making for choosing to love these people even though they don't treat her the way that they should um i can't i just it's it's faith like she has a feeling that it's going somewhere good and like she's following it i identify with that i get it bella i'm on your side i'm glad you said that because i think i have a bias against the word the word faith because of its like religious roots um so that was very beautiful i i agree and i really understand that because of that have like changed faith into the word trust Mm -hmm. just sort Mm. of trusting that things will work out even if they work out badly trusting yourself that you'll be able to handle it you know and trusting the people around you that will be around to support you and you know i love that yeah that That is kind of the same yeah concept it's like trust in the universe right is the same as like having faith that it will be okay yeah exactly Yeah. yeah it's all the same man um, and he says, you're dying for nothing, Bella. Nothing. And it's like... She's dying for her autonomy. Yeah. Like, and everything that she loves. Yeah. Yeah. She loves the baby. She loves Edward. And it's like, should she love this baby that much? I feel like that is not for us to determine. Yeah. Because it's her choice. Right. Um, 
and we can we can question stephanie's choice to make that a narrative truth and whether or not it's upholding or dismantling some very pervasive popular perceptions about pregnancy Mm -hmm. but if we're taking the story at you know the face value bella wants the baby bella doesn't want an abortion so we do what bella wants that's it yeah, I feel truly two ways about it. Like, on the one hand, I feel like the anti-abortion narrative is, like, very clear and easy to draw out of this. And on the other side, I feel like Stephanie as an individual doesn't really have any responsibility or obligation to reflect mm-hmm. every type of experience that there can be around pregnancy. Right. And there's nothing... There's nothing, like, inherently wrong with her writing something that feels true to her and, like, probably what she would choose. Um, it's just, like, when you contextualize it in the larger body of work in our society, it creates... It's, it's bad. Go back to what we said at the beginning when Olivia wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> she said it so well. I like also generally like they're still talking they're like Bella get rid of this baby and have a new one I'm like what do you think getting rid of this baby would entail at this point True. like it is like essentially a full-term baby it would be a very traumatic situation I don't see a like I don't I don't know much about pregnancy and the in the logistics but I feel like if you go and try to abort a full-term baby like the mother ain't coming out of that real well yeah in this scenario especially because it's not like especially like, I don't really see a scenario in which you can get rid of this baby and Bella's lives and survives as, like, a regular human still. That's what I was thinking when you read that stupid line that Olivia referenced about, like, having abortions up till five minutes before right. birth. That's not how birth works. That's a, that's, that's a, you would just birth the baby. That's a C-section. The way you would get rid of that baby is by birthing the baby. Like, ah. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, at this point, the baby is so huge, you're probably just giving her a C-section. Right. Like, not that I know a lot, again, about how abortions work, but it does feel like, okay, why don't you just, like, have her give birth at this point? Right. Just, let's Maybe. just do this thing. <laughs> Okay, so we have been operating under the assumption that because Bella is so huge, this is like a very fast grow- fast developing, nearly full-term baby. But what maybe it's if, just gigantic. Yeah, what if they're operating under the assumption that it's just humongous? <laughs> well, that'll be stupid since vampires are normal size. It's a Hulk vampire because his sperm's marinated for so long. <laughs> I think they I mutated. You can make some jumps. It's like, oh, they had sex one time, and then a couple days later, Bella is visibly pregnant. You'd be like, I feel like I would assume that that is a fast-developing baby and not, like, a really big sperm. Yeah, really big baby doesn't make any sense. But I, I do like the thought experiment. Um, can I tell a funny story? Um, I insist upon it. About how, so I was born via C-section, and as someone who's interested in astrology, birth time is very important. Um, And so I asked my dad, you know, like, what time was I born? He's like, well, you were C-section, so you weren't born. And And you were like, I'm not still in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, um... I'm here. I'm here right now. He was like, yeah, you you came, I don't know, they took you out, but you weren't, like, born. (laughs) should be like offended right now or uh what but i'm pretty sure i was born dad i want to start asking people if they were born or not (laughs) were you born have you ever been born born? or were you like harvested harvested? (laughs) exactly that's what i felt like he was saying wow uh you were definitely born (laughs) you were born did I was yes. born dead. Uh, we still don't know exactly what time it was. Yeah, we don't know exactly what time it was, but uh, I think I was born. 
I'm because 100% the, sure. Because the, the birth certificate says, like, 1 p.m. and your dad is, it like... It says 2 p.m. on it. 2 p.m. And, and your dad is, like, the C-section was at 9. You were yeah, bing bang we're wrong. Like, you were, yeah, the C-section was scheduled at 9 and it went smoothly, so you were at latest out by 9.30. Yeah, that's what that's what. <laughs> that is a huge thinks. gap. I know, yeah, but, I mean, that makes you question how how accurate how these documents are. they're writing this shit down. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, I mean, who cares, really? I don't know. Were there any other C-sections that your dad was at that he could be confusing with? <laughs> I don't think so. But it makes, I have a skepticism of birth documents because my brother's birth certificate says that he was born a day later. A was. day? My mom's a has day. the wrong name on it. What? Really? Yeah. They just like got wow, it. I guess like, these way nurses wrong. are like really tired when they do these. Things. I know. I'm like, <laughs> so like legally, my brother technically has a different birth date than what he tells people because he was actually born on a different day. But like, wait, so he goes by the incorrect one on his birth certificate? Well, yeah. That I mean, that's legally when he was born. So like, I bet that was really annoying when he was a kid taking like standardized tests. Oh when yeah. You fill in your birthday, and you gotta like remember like, oh yeah, my fake day, my fake <laughs> birthday. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, then Jake finally makes the revelatory decision that he would like Bella to be alive in whatever form that takes. Wow. Great job. Claps. And it's really a throwaway line, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we got to get to the werewolf stuff. Yeah. I, you um, know what? I got to give Jake that he is like, okay, since when do you want to be a mom? Like, why right. did you marry a vampire? Maybe you could have a different baby. And she's like, that's stupid. I want this baby. Which I Which is like, right. Fair. <laughs> fair. It's a little a bit of a, like, dig on artificial insemination for no reason. Right. I was like, but that was not for her personally, obviously, right. she wants this baby. Right. She's like, yeah. oh, my God, it's going to be a mini Edward. And that was, like, her whole basis for loving it instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like I said, Jacob floats the like, okay, but it could be my baby, and she's just like, <laughs> I appreciate really that she anything, just like, it's like that doesn't even take it remotely seriously because it is a completely absurd idea. Yeah, yeah, in the I world also, they're living in in any world, in any world, it's I an love that idea. Bella was like, oh, how like. The vibe was like, oh, it's, like, so hilarious that he made you come say this to me when right. obviously that's, that's never going to happen. obviously never going to be I mean, yeah, sure. Even in this world, like, she wants this baby, so she's getting it this baby. The idea that, like, they're a throuple, there's a Oh, well, yeah, sure. But, like, that's, I I was saying, like, it's an absurd idea. The replace and, the baby plan. Like, right, yeah. replace the baby part. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Even if they're in a throuple, I think it's absurd. (laughs) She truly doesn't think about it at all. She says, wow, I'm surprised you didn't tell on him right away and get him in trouble. Like, (laughs) wow, you should have, like, come to me and, like, busted him out immediately. And Jake does say, he's like, I'm a little stung by the fact that she didn't even remotely think about it for (laughs) a single second. Like, ouch. And I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, you know what? On the next page... He's like, he's given up. He's like, okay, well, if you're not going to abort the baby, then I don't want to um, hang around and watch you die. And it's a very cruel way to say this because actually that's exactly what your loved ones do. They hang around and they watch you die. That's the nice thing to do for somebody. Yeah. Um, I do want it out there in the universe that I would prefer to die alone. Um, I just feel like really? dying is probably very personal, and I don't want somebody to, like, watch me die. Uh, but, you know, maybe you could, like, I... hang around, and then if it's, like, getting close, like, step out. You should let uh, your loved ones know that. I don't, I don't think I, that's the assumption. I do say it to people. I, have I mean, you guys are not the first people I've said this to. <laughs> I've never thought about this. Me neither. I don't think I would want to be alone. I've just assumed I've never had a choice in the matter. A lot of people do end up wanting to be alone you know like nurses say that it's when the family steps out of the room that they like go Mm. well Um, i mean you know i mean i don't like the idea of people looking at my dead body that's for that's why i've always said i'll be cremated oh absolutely cremating yeah listeners write in and tell us if you want (laughs) to be cremated (laughs) 
will Death not be a legal document. <laughs> okay, so then he fucks off and yeah. he goes back to the pack. And the pack, immediately dangerous, bad, monstrous, abomination, unnatural. Hey, listen, surely some werewolves have had some children. Right. You know, those are half werewolf magic babies. I mean, They're aren't just like well, all of them? Aren't they all descended from half? They're all weird half. Yeah, They're all weird babies. half. Yeah, and just like you would think that if anyone in these books are gonna have like an understanding of prejudice, <laughs> um, perhaps it would be the people in the pack. But no, they have a lot of immediate. I mean, nothing immediate no, immediate no. I mean, I can only imagine that this is. You know, I don't remember what happens at this point in the book, but like it seems like a very plot-driven decision. Which surprisingly, like, no, it's okay. Forget about the treaty. And then they find out about Demon Baby, and they're like, never mind. Yeah, like, change our mind. Um, now we're gonna go murder all of them. I gotta say, this is once again another scene of a bunch of men talking about Bella's baby. In this case, though, I'm, like, kind of fine with it. Because it's not, like, it's not a politicized, like, abortion thing. It's, like, a plot thing. Yeah, Yeah, and they are, like, it's it's not about a woman's right. I mean, I just feel like it's not, like, a scene about, like, a woman's rights. It's just murder. Uh, Sure. Right. They have established (laughs) that they aren't going to try to just abort the baby. They're just going to kill They're just going to kill the whole situation. Um, Yeah, it's just so... (laughs) I still don't like this scene of a bunch of men talking about going to kill yeah. Bella and her baby. And I think that that is very understandable and valid. <sighs> I get it. The only people on the other side of this are Seth and Jake. Yeah. Right. Jake is now totally against going and fighting the Cullens, where, yeah. <laughs> where you know, literally an hour before, he was ready to do it all by himself. <laughs> he finally admits... Um, it wasn't a fight I'd been ready for. <laughs> a little bit blinded by my hate. It wasn't a good idea. How could I possibly kill Carlisle Cullen? Carlisle Cullen. The best man who has ever lived. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> and he, like, it's so obvious. He goes, you know, maybe the other ones are actually good too, but, like, Carlisle is the one that I know. And it's like, okay, think <laughs> about that for two more seconds. <laughs> really ruminate on that idea for two more seconds. And you will reach the conclusion that the rest probably are that good. And you just like Carlisle the most because you've hung out with him most. It honestly a- feels very arbitrary murder. that he's just like latched onto Carlisle yeah. at this point in time. But like at least he could have like felt this way all along because he actually knows Carlisle because Carlisle helped him heal. But like at the beginning of this book, he's like, yeah, whatever. I guess he like showed up sometimes. Yeah. I don't care about him. When Carlisle is one of the ones in this situation willing to do, like, right. this evil, horrific, immoral Right, and act. he knows that. Edward right. told him that Carlisle was, like, all for it. But because Jacob also wants the abortion, Jacob it's whatever. Jacob also wants the baby gone. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, Sam is the alpha. He does his thing. He makes sure there's no loopholes. Yeah, Sam I want to talk very... About very determined about this honestly i was also surprised about how he was like literally there's no gray area to this like this demon baby has to go and where before we were gonna let them all live because they hadn't broken the treaty now they're all gonna die even though they haven't broken the treaty like can't they just like insist on all being there at the birth right yeah like just observe just watch just find out like really like this entire pack of werewolves and eight adult vampires can't stop this baby from destruction like keep comparing it to newborn vampires but i'm like one this is a baby baby. and two you killed all the newborns yeah oh so you can definitely like eight set up a containment perimeter and see what happens when it's born right and then Jacob also makes a great point of, like, Bella's a human in the treaty, and, like, what we do is to protect humans. And Sam was like, yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, what happened to, like, the rules of the rules, Sam? Yeah. 
All right. of a sudden, that's out the window. You know, most babies eat whatever they're given. <laughs> just give it like an elk. Yeah. Or a deer. Just give it a deer. Right. If anything, it's half vegetarian baby. Yeah. So Yeah, maybe even vegan for the exactly. human half. Like... Exactly. You just don't know. But everyone's assuming, once again, that this is a 200% vampire instead of a 50% vampire. These Nobody's books have such a lack of, like, fact-finding. I like... was just going to say, none of them even Googles it. No. Nobody tries to learn Bella any Googled. information. Bella Nobody... at least Googled. <laughs> like, Carlisle knows people. I mean, I know this is, like, a secret. I guess they don't want to, like, but spread around that they have a scary thing on their hands. But, like, it's just amazing there's somebody me. they could ask. I mean, like, well, also it... just, like, Jacob doesn't know the extent of how little they know. Jacob is just going off of, like, the energy he got in their expressions and so True. the wolves are all like yeah look they like they're, they're scared, scared of it, of it. if they're it's scared like, of it we should be scared of it you're going off of like third hand information at that point maybe go over and ask hey do you guys know anything about this like yeah. have you, seen have this you ever seen any of these you know this made me really think about that other vampire series that we read olivia the discovery of witches and how that vampire guy like went into science and specifically researching like vampire dna and like how does it affect you know a person once they become a vampire etc and i'm like one it's absurd that carlisle has never done this apparently and two it, it i don't know doesn't look into it now like i don't know it's just like they're like damn we didn't know this he's, could happen. Must be bad. He's been alive for a long time. Right. Like, Edward saying, like, well, this couldn't possibly have ever happened before because what crazy vampire would have ever done this thing that I did, which is have sex with a person and then not murder them. And it's, like, so naive to think that this has never happened in human vampire history. Right. You know? And that's Carlisle, hard everything to Everything has happened. Is that Carlisle wouldn't... Like, you know, and, like, yeah, I can understand, like, Edward having that point of view because Edward is very he's dramatic. He's only 100 years old. Right. He's very dramatic he and evil. he is a baby. He's a baby. But, like, Carlisle, who is a man of science, a doctor, what do you mean he's not looking more into this and is not, like, well, sounds like yeah, it's going to be like bad. Carlisle was around when That's... DNA was discovered. He didn't then, like take his teeth and shave off a little bit of his skin and just stick it under a microscope and start checking things out come on come on yeah like nobody has obviously there are deep complications to like asking say aro about this but (laughs) right they might be on the table like okay there's many cons to this plan but like we need information but wouldn't that be interesting to to dive into it would that would be a cool plot point i think but they're like nope murder they're like oh man no it's just evil yeah Mm. um i want to talk about the like alpha power yeah Mm. so sam because he's like i'm a hundred percent on this we need to destroy this even though jacob and seth don't want to they have to submit to sam's powers of the alpha like when he gives them an order in like a certain tone they have no choice but to obey um and i was like kind of disappointed in the way that this was written uh stop he ordered in the double timber of the alpha my legs seemed to buckle under me i jerked to a halt only managing to keep on my feet by sheer willpower uh and then later on sam like gives him another order uh and he says my knees trembled i struggled to hold myself upright while the voice of the alpha lashed at my will uh this is like an interesting aspect of werewolf pack dynamics and i wish that the power of the alpha was like written in more detail and just like described more like how does it actually feel to have your will taken away from you Mm, like the mechanics of the magic yeah but also right like you know if at any moment someone can just order you to do whatever they want like that's scary 
Yeah. It reminds me of um, the series that must not be named, like the Cruciatus Curse, like the way, oh, yeah. uh, not the Cruciatus Curse, the, the Imperial. Um, Imperial Curse. Yeah. Like the description of how that feels is super interesting. And like, yeah, it makes sense that like the way that one's body is out of one's control. Like, yeah. So that makes me feel like I know what you mean, like what you're yeah. looking for there. I really wish that we had had more of that from a it's narrative a perspective. Yeah. It's something that we would have been great to hear from Jacob's great perspective, note. but no. Yeah, then it ends. Then it's then yeah, they're off to murder again. Yeah, they're we off. We get to another murder. chapter that ends with "Let's go murder them." <sighs> Let's go. All right, I have my worst. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot available to us. I'm going with this one. Jacob says. What if it wasn't all or nothing? What if you just listened to Carlisle like a good girl and kept yourself alive? That's oh, that was one of my options. Yeah. Maybe you could talk to her as like, what if you chose your own life? Um, My no. worst is, I guess, kind of similar. Um, Jacob's talking about Bella being a martyr um, and how she was born in the wrong century. Um, and he says she should have lived back when she could have gotten herself fed to some lions for a good cause. I'm like... <laughs> I'm really confused about where you stand on Bella dying right now, but it sounds like you just wish it was at a different time when her death would be meaningful for you. But <laughs> keep going. When it would make narrative sense yeah. for you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pick one that we spoke about before. Um, Jacob says, like before, when the call from Charlie had come, I could see how much difference it really made to me. I realized I needed her to stay alive in some form, in any form. Um, we were there when that happened. That's not true. <laughs> I just don't like the sentence because it's inconsistent. You know what? For my best, I'm going to pick another that we already talked about. It's one I even read. I don't know yet, Jake, but I just feel that this is all going somewhere good. Hard to see as it is now. I guess you could call it faith. That line resonated with me. <laughs> Okay, then I'm picking another best that you already read, too. Wow. Do it. But how could I have lived through all that I've lived through and not believe in magic by this point? I would. I feel like you guys took the only good sentences. I'll do another one if you want, instead of yours. Um, I mean, sure. Bella explains that, like, well, actually, Esme was very close to death. Her heart was still beating, though. And Jacob responds... You're not planning on surviving this human. I just felt like this was a very, like, nice, succinct, <laughs> clever way to get to this point. Like, Bella doesn't say it outright. She says a related thing, and then Jacob infers, and he puts it in a very, like, pithy way. I have a sentence that could have been my best, but then was ruined by the next one. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Which is just that their shock was just a silent shout in my head. And then there's, on the next line, there's just exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I really like, like the exclamation point. No, point. I, know, I, really I hate like them. <laughs> the exclamation points, one, convey, like, a different meaning to me than, like, you know, a horrified, silent shout. Like, if you put exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, like, what when I do that, I'm like, you know, well, it's, not like a, it's not like a... It's not like a... be like a... <gasps> yeah, I just feel like in the context, it's... Dun-dun-dun! I just think it's... They are not thinking any words. They are just thinking... <gasps> I think they it's are lazy. feeling. I think it's dumb. Wow, controversial. Now, what is your best memory, worst memory from our best first 100 memory, episodes? Best memory, worst enemy. I memory. haven't even thought about that since we brought it up. Um, I have a worst. I'm going to take it before anybody else can take it, but it can also be your worst. The episode from hell. Oh, when we were recording the episode from hell. Yeah, in the office. No. Our coworker was shouting. No, that's not the episode from hell. Oh, it's not? The episode the from episode hell. From oh, no, you're I right. I was we at my home. parents' we at house. Point. I remember I was, I was recording Everything from my parents' house. Wrong. Yeah, everything, everything went wrong. wrong like somebody's internet went out and then we were like we knew we were gonna have to splice it all together 
I don't even remember what else it was. All three of like, us mics edited it at some were point. Working yeah. properly. Uh, somebody and, got dropped out. And I was home. So I was like oh, yeah, trying to like our, do it speedy, you know? All of our dialogue would like didn't match up. It was awful. It was rough. Yeah. We just gave up halfway through. Yeah, it was like a twenty to thirty minute episode that took us like over an hour and a half to record. <laughs> By the end, we were just like, we're done, listeners. See you next week. And I'm sure it sounded, like, very normal once it was yeah, edited. Yeah, well, yeah. Once it was edited. Yeah. We just got more and more agitated. Right. Um, that's a great worst. Worst. I was actually going to take the other thing that you said. The worst was when, like, our first few episodes, we were recording from the office waiting for our coworker to stop talking really loud outside of the tiny little quiet room we were in. Guys. Did you remember that we recorded our first episode twice? Oh, I forgot. Remember about we had that. to re-record it? How did what did we do wrong? It was did something about the recording. It? I think yeah, it, had to it like it didn't it. save right or something and you were like, "Guys, I'm so sorry, but like or the the quality was like so bad, you were like, "Guys, we it's can't." It's unlistenable. <laughs> I don't remember. I forgot we did that. Oh, the journey that we've been on. I know. Um, my best was the group episode we did. Collab episode. Collab episode. Oh, that's a good remember, best. Remember Twilight and uh, Gender, Gender Forking. Forking. That was fun. Go though. listen to their really podcast. Fun. They were really fun. The smart. Height of Midnight Sun was a lot of fun. <gasps> that's a good best. The Midnight Sun Investigative Squad. Yes. yes. Yeah, when we were, like, trying to hunt for the, like, countdown clock, like, HTML code to figure out what it was a countdown to. Yeah, and Scott was, like, in digging in for In the us. website. <laughs> yeah, the breaking news episodes Breaking news were episodes were very fun. Yeah. I did at least one or two of those, like, from my beach vacation. Ooh, okay, I think things. I have a best. Uh, or at least just, like, a really good one. Um, the first time that somebody on our Patreon paid for the Dr. Cullen, is that you? Oh my god. Level, which we never expected anybody would ever that is, pay yeah, for. That's a great best. That is a good best. Yeah, we didn't think anybody would we were, like, so excited that. and surprised. It was a real oh four god. exclamation mark moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, that was a real moment. Like, people are listening to us and they, like, like us. Our first yeah. fan mail also was like, wow, oh, yeah. What? Like, we made, like, we say our email, but, like, we didn't expect it. Right. I expected to us it. to get, like, hate mail. <laughs> and your so opinions much about of the Twilight are mail, dumb. We have not gotten anything negative. Well, I mean, knock on wood. We have not. Um, we so, get a lot of spam. We get surprising. We, get, we get more spam on our podcast email account than on my no, normal email. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I would like to shout out our many wonderful listeners who write in or used to write in. Some of y'all from the beginning, I don't know if you're still listening or not, but like your messages were all so kind, so encouraging. I'm so grateful that you guys were here for any amount of it. Uh, if you listen to this three years from now, like catching up, like that's you I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> about you. Thanks for coming back around. Um, wow. People would write in and be like, yeah, I like listen every week on the way to like see a movie with my friend. And it's like really, it's like a really fun time for us. And, like just really nice things about friendship. Yeah. Um, and I mean, all that's you why listeners we did this podcast, really. who have been listening yeah. and haven't written in, we love you too. Shout out yeah. to you. We don't know you. I love but you less, but... <laughs> um, um, Okay, add up all the listeners who don't write in. Mm-hmm. Does your love for them in aggregate outweigh the smaller percentage that do write in? No. I love <laughs> every like, listener no. equally. <laughs> uh, um... I want to say that my worst memory is editing the podcast. <laughs> Every time you've ever edited. Yeah. <laughs> I hate editing. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Sorry about this week. It's worth it. This is a really wonderful era of my life. I love doing this with you guys. Yeah. Happy 100th really episode. Happy 100th episode. 
Uh, listeners, thanks for being Here's here. Here's to a hundred more. Oh <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't uh, think it's going to be a hundred more. It's going to be more, but not... Email us with questions or comments and a very self-serving what your favorite episode of the first hundred has been at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Thank you to our patrons, Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Lini, James, Melissa, Chance, King, Scambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, Olivia, Sabine, and Hannah. Can follow us Thanks, at guys. Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Insta and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr, which I haven't been on there in two years. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us, but all 100 episodes of this podcast belong to us. Yeah. Audio, audio audio editing, probably by some combination of Maya Marlette and Melissa Shermer. It'll be me. TBD. Yeah, I'm sorry. I already hear people in my apartment. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bite, bite me. me. Bite me. Bye. Bye.